Hey everybody, it's Chris with Bonner Community Housing Agency and I wanted to give you uh, in two sections my uh, generic presentation that I give to different uh, organizations around the community concerning affordable housing in North Idaho. Uh, BCHA has been around for roughly mm, 10, 11 years as we have worked diligently to provide affordable housing for those people who live and work in the area who who are locals that want housing uh, what we do is we will buy and rehabilitate or build from scratch housing that we're able to sell to people who live and work here when we sell those homes we provide them with a down payment assistance or help with their closing costs up to 20 percent of the sales price of the house up to $40,000. What this allows is a lower payment by generally, um, you know, $150 to $300 a month difference in their mortgage payment. Um, the great thing about that is uh, a lot of people are right on the line of being able to qualify with a mortgage with their income just being a little too low. And what we're able to do is get them right over the edge into a home that they normally would be able not be able to afford. So that's what BCHA does. We also manage rentals and work with transitional housing. Um, and uh, we'll do a whole entire episode on transitional housing uh, here at uh, BCHA so that you can understand it a little bit better. But I want to get into affordable housing in North Idaho because one of the issues that comes up is the question, what is affordable and affordability really has everything to do with how much money you make it is all about your capacity and your ability to earn money that tells us whether or not you can afford a certain amount of home or not so cash flow really is the most important thing and that impacts your debt it impacts where all your money goes every single month so if you're spending more than 30 percent on your housing every month as far as your rent payment or your mortgage payment, you are considered to be kind of a, a housing burdened family or household. So with that, HUD considers those uh, as income levels, they look at the median income level, which means that when you look at the per household size, uh, each uh, how much income can be generated per household size, when they put that all together and they work the numbers out, HUD says, you know what, here's the median. And what we want to do is help people who make 80% of that, right, who make 80% of that median income, we want to help them get into houses. So that's what BCHA does. Those are the, the values that we look at. And here on this chart here, you can see that the household size of 80%, and this is the same for Bonner and Boundary County, they're identical to HUD, and that's a family of four has to make $49,700 to qualify or less to qualify for some um, assistance in loans um, or rents for uh, the home program that BCHA utilizes. So if we're going to understand what affordability is, what we have to be able to do is know what is the earnings, right? Versus that cash flow, how much money we have coming in versus how much we're expending on housing. And then we have to look at what's available in our area. Because if what we have available in our area isn't affordable, it's because either a low cash flow or the prices are just too high. So when we look at Barner County versus the state of Idaho, just just as a comparison, in 2018, this is according to Census Bureau data, 
the average monthly earnings of a worker in 2018 was $3,806 in Bonner County. In the state of Idaho, it was $4,249. That's roughly a $450 difference, $441 difference in the um, incomes per month for workers in Bonner versus Idaho. Now, if you look at that and you break down that monthly income and you say, okay, now I'm going to put 30% of that into a mortgage payment. And because maybe I'm a lower income person, I don't have 20% down payment saved, or I've got to go with an FHA loan and I can only come up with the minimum three and a half percent down, or maybe I go with USDA and I'm only a $500 to put into a pro into a, into my house then my mortgage is my purchasing power is about $165,000 for a home. Okay. In some places in Idaho, that's a deal, right? That's actually pretty standard because the normal values of the state in the state of Idaho is $167,900. We're $3,000 off between what Bonner County can afford and what the rest of Idaho finds uh, that median value to be. Unfortunately, um, the buying power in the rest of the state is higher. Okay, that's $195,000 in buying power. Now let's look at the prices. The median value for 2018, according to uh, the Census Bureau, was $222,700. Now, according to the multiple listing service here in, um, in Bonner County, that median price was around $300,000. I think it was $290,000 roughly. In there, so so what's actually um, being borne out in the real data is much higher than what the Census Bureau is reporting. Um, but just for an example, again, one hundred sixty-seven thousand nine hundred dollars for the state of Idaho. So, what is that difference? It's fifty-seven thousand dollars in home value. That's the difference, okay, between what Bonner County can afford and what the median value is. Now, in the state, there's an affordability gap of $27,000. This was in 2018, okay? It's 2020 now. Things have changed. All the prices have gone up. We're in a, in a very robust economic situation in the state of Idaho, which is doing very well. Um, so uh, I imagine rate, uh, when we get into 2020 census data, and uh, the information from HUD, I imagine that we're going to see an increase of wages and a dramatic increase in prices because Idaho has become one of the most attractive states um, for businesses to move to and for uh, people to retire to. So with that, um, you know, we're kind of in a funny place where normally the wages would go up and it would be able to maintain and sustain that the normal housing prices. Unfortunately, the housing prices continue to rise, especially in Bonner and Boundary County. Now, what I want to talk about is obstacles uh, right now to affordable housing. And there's, there's a lot of different ways to slice this. Um, there's, there's two routes for growth. And this, I think, is really important because when we look at basic economics, we deal with supply and demand. The demand in Bonner County is much higher than the supply. Right now, it is a sell, what we would call a seller's market. Sellers get to kind of pick and choose how much they're going to sell for. And 
if someone's not willing to pay that, the buyer has a hard time negotiating that price down because things are moving very rapidly, very quickly. So without a clear growth strategy for Bonner County and for North Idaho, we're going to find ourselves with limited supply and continually rising prices. One of the realities is we're an attractive place, right? Our location is amazing. We're a resort. We've had a huge growth of, of wealthy second and third homeowners, people who are retiring. Um, we are considered the oldest uh, county in Idaho, according to age groups and demographics. Uh, more people are moving up here to retire than any other group of people coming into the area. Uh, you know, we've got um, a lot of cost burden households that uh, have a very difficult time considering even owning a home, much less um, trying to uh, invest uh, or get out of the rental that they're in or whatever their situation is, they're stuck or feeling a little trapped. And often they have to move away, which then uh, someone else who has more money comes in. Um, so prices continue to rise here. So the reality is that without a clear plan moving forward on how we're gonna kind of mitigate some of these issues, uh, we have to um, make a decision um, because without a clear plan, our prices are just going to continue to skyrocket as far as housing values. So how do you increase supply? Well, you have to either um, allow for the density to go up or to go out. We have a lot of existing neighborhoods um, that are maybe zoned for multifamily. We're starting to see some multifamily projects getting approved with planning and zoning in the city um, that are three stories. Okay, so we're either gotta go up or we've gotta go out. And that includes the areas of city impact, some of the Bonner County sub areas, um, whether it's Sully Valley or it's over, you know, Westmond area, or you're looking south of Sagal, you know, these areas where there's large lots, large lot sizes, um, at some point we're going to have to make a decision. Where are we going to develop? Where are we going to allow for growth? Um, and uh, if we don't do that, then we really become an area that prices people who want to work here out of the market completely. The rentals will no longer be maintainable um, and neither will homeownership won't be an option either. Um, so this is just a reality that we have to deal with. So when we look at some of the big obstacles um, to that, obviously, if we're going to go up, we've got to lower our density restrictions. We've got to allow for more people into smaller spaces. That's been improved over time, especially in the city standpoint, but there's other areas, other communities that could do greater density. Now, it doesn't feel like standpoint to see some areas are definitely squeezed very, very tight, um, but for the most part, people don't really feel like that feels like Sandpoint. At some point, we have to make a choice on how we're going to grow. One of the things that um, I think is a great idea and uh, something that some communities already do but might be worth Sandpoint and Barner County looking at is to give discounts on uh, new user facility fees, permit fees, impact fees for nonprofit developers, those who are legally licensed nonprofits who are um, who are are working at uh, have a mission and a goal to further affordable housing. I think that those types of organizations like BCHA or Habitat for Humanity, for example, uh, to that provide amazing services in the community that they be able to um, have lower 
on the ground costs. Now they've talked about delaying those fees that they don't want to give an exception. I think they're giving exceptions to nonprofits uh, who are going to give um, the house pretty much at cost, I think is a, is a great, uh, and with maybe subsidized financing, like, I don't know, Habitat for Humanity uh, provides loans at 0% interest. BCHA provides down payment assistance. I think that these opportunities are tremendous, and I, I would love to see the cities and counties partner better uh, with nonprofits on that. So that's an idea. Um, one of the other big issues, of course, is uh, what we call NIMBY, right? Not in my backyard. Generally, what I found is that NIMBY is a lack of understanding. I've heard a lot of people say, no, not in my backyard. And they make comparisons to uh, areas that they came from, from California, uh, from areas that that were depressed and, and run down. And, and I just think, you know, uh, that's not what we see happen here in North Idaho. We have uh, some larger apartment buildings that are managed, and those are apartment buildings that are managed and, and ran, and they have mixed use. Some uh, of the units are what we would call subsidized, you know, allowing for voucher programs, and other units are full market price. It's not just one way. You've got regular uh, folks who are paying full price and you've got some people who are receiving some benefit from the state or the federal government to help offset their living expenses while they work here in Sandpoint. So with that, uh, I think that some of the not in my backyard issues really is a generally uh, a lack of understanding. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that I've always found interesting when I've given this presentation is how many people go, wow, I had no idea that's exactly what you do. And I had no idea that's how Section 8 vouchers worked. I had no idea that the government actually doesn't own any of the housing now, right? Government, government projects, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. So uh, as, I, as I talk about that kind of stuff, you, you might have, like, for example, BCHA. Uh, I'm the developer. So I go in, I pick out what kind of style we're going to build, what we're going to build, how we're going to rehab a unit. And I will use federal funding as a loan to me, right? I use loans in order to do the work. But then when the sale's done, I have to pay that loan back. When I pay that loan back, that's the end of the government funding, right? In that project, it's now owned by an individual. They got their own mortgage. They got their own, um, you know, their own process with all of that. So I just like to keep people, you know, more informed about it because as people get more informed, um, the less they're like, oh, well, I don't want that in my neighborhood or I don't want that not in my backyard. And I think that the more people can move into home ownership, the less, um, the less, crime you see in neighborhoods, the less issues you see overall uh, with quality of care. I think uh, getting people to own homes is one of the best things that you can do. And I think as a city to incentivize more homeownership uh, would be awesome as a county to incentivize that as a region to say, we really want to develop people who can own their homes and live and work here long term as well. Now, one of the issues that we do have is um, some people kind of complain because some rental units have uh, been run down. They don't look good. They don't feel good. And that's really on the landlord um, and the renter and how they agree to take care of manage the property. And some, some landlords don't manage that property. Some do a great job. What we have often is low confidence renters where landlords are unwilling to take some type of subsidy for fear that the renters 
um, maybe aren't going to manage or take care of that property well. What I really recommend for that issue is to provide renter assistance programs and education uh, for renters to have an agreement with their landlord about what they're going to maintain, what they're going to do, how they're going to care for their place. It's a little more hands-on and groups like BCHA are willing to help with renters and help do education and understand the ins and outs of basic things around the house that maybe they've never had to deal with. Especially if you want to build high confidence renters, um, there's some programs and capacity there for people to learn uh, how to maybe manage their rental properties a little differently as renters. Um, and because it helps more and more people um, grow in their capacity and learn the value of home ownership, um, the more care that they take for the property. So, so before we jump into the next section on community land trust, I want to talk to you about uh, ways that employers can assist their employees with getting affordable housing. Um, and as BCHA's mission is really to develop local housing, we want to work with those people who live and work here, but have a hard time finding rents that are affordable or owning a home that to them uh, makes sense financially. One of the best things you can do as an employer is to provide some home buyer education for those people that are working for you, maybe young families that don't own a home yet, to say, hey, we'll pay for we'll pay the $20 for you to go to this class to learn everything that you need to know about budgeting, credit, moving in, about uh, finances, about everything else that you need to learn uh, from the mortgage process, understanding predatory lending, understanding um, inspections and insurance and how to work with a realtor and what do the contracts look like. All of that stuff is covered in our Finally Home class that we host once a month. You can go to bonnerhousing.org. You can click on the Finally Home class. That'll get you to the registration or you can call us at 208-263-5720. Now with that, um, there's another thing that you can do is part of your recruitment package. You can offer some down payment or closing cost assistance, um, especially if you're hiring a, um, somebody uh, who's um, just kind of on the cusp, but maybe there's some things that they don't qualify for. Um, and uh, you can work with BCHA to help see what they qualify for. Um, and we're able to help try and, and see is there is there a way that we can help them with getting into a place partner with your local nonprofit housing agencies. Other thing that we're going to talk about, uh, and that's in the next presentation, is utilizing land trusts, community land trusts specifically, uh, to be able to uh, help with affordability long term. Got a lot of questions about that. I'm excited to share a little bit more about that with you. Uh, so with that, uh, we really want to be able to have hard conversations surrounding um, the growth of the area. We need to make some decisions. Are we going to go up? Are we going to go out? Nobody wants either of them. But if we do that, if we just say, no, we're not going to do anything about it, then we ultimately or we're going to actively work to prevent it. Then those great businesses that we have here that have been here for since the 70s, they can't stay. They're going to leave. Right. Because we got to house people that work in these places. So um, this issue is not just something that's um, uh, going to go away. Uh, we are on the map. People know about Sandpoint. They're retiring here in droves, which is great. We're not against retiring in Sandpoint. This is a place I chose to move to and live in because I love Sandpoint. Now, 
we got to come up with some good options to make some hard decisions and come up with some ways to keep housing affordable for those people that want to live and want to work here um, so that we don't turn into one of those resort communities that has to bus people in like we're already doing, but on the scale of, you know, some of the larger places. So uh, I think that there's time for us to kind of plan ahead. We have a land, we have community, we have amazing things here that we're able to do um, together. And hopefully we can solve some of these challenges uh, together. So next up is part two on community land trusts. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Thank you for watching this episode of the Barner Breakdown. Special thanks to Ting and BCHA for sponsoring this show. For more shows or to be a guest, please visit barnerbreakdown.com. Have a great day.